This episode of the FitCast is brought to you by Pedestal Footwear, the company that has engineered the ultimate sock with a brand new 2.0 version coming soon. Check them out at pedestalfootwear.com. I can't believe that the FitCast has made it to 400 episodes, and I say it a lot at the end of the show, but I want to take this opportunity for this event to say it at the beginning of the show. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this show, to subscribing on iTunes, to becoming a Patreon supporter or making a donation via PayPal. Thank you for supporting me and helping me do the show that I've loved to do for these 10 plus years. And I hope to do so for a lot longer into the future. You guys have made this show really just an incredible journey for me. Uh, I, I can't tell you enough how much it means to me when an email comes in from a listener who says that you know they, they got into the fitness industry because of this show or that it made a positive impact on their life. Or when I get a tweet just saying, hey, I love that interview last week that you did with Alan Cosgrove or, hey, you know, I really, you know, it, you helped me discover, you know, so-and-so guests. Like, and now I've been like checking out all their stuff and I can't wait to go see them at an event. Like, those are the things that I love to hear. So thank you if you've ever done that in the past. And if you haven't, it's easy to get a hold of me. Send me a message on Facebook, on Twitter, on email, kevinatthefitcast.com, whatever you want to shoot me an email, you know, you know, if you've done it, I reply to you very quickly. And I love hearing from you guys and talking to you in that format. And, you know, again, just an extra special thank you to anyone that supported me financially through this show, because it does, you know, it takes a lot of work to put all this stuff together to, to make sure that this stuff magically shows up on your phone or your laptop or whatever you use to listen to podcasts on. Uh, it, it means so much whenever someone believes that this show is worth supporting with a financial contribution. So you Patreon supporters, anyone that's made a, a donation on the little tab at the website via PayPal, anyone that has come up to me at a, a seminar to say thank you, make a donation that way, that is, I can't tell you how incredible that is. So thank you. So thank you. And I, I hope that this show continues to deliver for you every single week and that you tune in and that you get a lot out of it and that it makes an impact on your life. Uh, that is what I hope that this show does. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to you, the person that is listening to this in your ears right now for making my life better, for making my journey in the fitness industry better than I could have ever possibly imagined. Thank you for tuning in this week, and thank you for tuning in next week, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. Take care. Hello, and welcome back to the FitCast. My name is Kevin Larrabee, and this is, if you can believe it, it's it's been that long that this is episode number four hundred, and for an event like this, you you guessed it. If you've been if you've been checking out this show for for a while, the big episodes are usually uh, booked for for the man that I have on the other line, and that is Dan John. Dan, how are you? Hey, I'm good. In fact, a lot of people say, "Why am I not on more often?" I keep hearing more Dan John, please, more more of you, less of Kevin. That's what I keep hearing. Well, the, the, the thing is, if we keep, if we do that, then when you do come on, it's not as special. And that's, that's the, that's the balance that you have to have as a host and a producer, I guess. This is true. Okay. Like all good things in life. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's not going to be as good if I just like had, you can't start 
every show with a showstopper. You, you just can't, can't do it. You can't have dessert. Oh, yeah, okay. You can, yeah, okay. You can only have so much orange sherbet. I get it. I'm with you. I got it. Okay. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely go with that. But this is going to be like a... Uh, I mean, this is just going to be like every other show. And, and, and I probably did beforehand as like an intro to this is, you know, say, say a lot of things that, that I kind of want to say is this is a, this is a big moment. I mean, 400 is, is a lot of, a lot of shows like 10 and a half years is a long time. So that's huh. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, uh, I think we were talking out in, I don't know if these all wash together now when we go to all these perform better summits, but it was probably in Providence or Chicago that you were on episode number 10. That was the first one. That's amazing. <laughs> and now it's, uh, 390 episodes and 10 plus years later and, uh, we're still doing it. It's great. It's, it, it, you know, Hey, hats off hey, audience in all seriousness. I don't know if you guys realize what a resource Kevin has been. Uh, I first met him down at Test Fest down there in L.A. He showed up with that little camera that ran out of battery. Uh, and uh, we met then, and you you have been all in, and you've been a, a major force in appropriate, intelligent training and programming and planning since I first met you. And, I'm, and I just hope you know that you, you've made an important impact in, in our world. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. No, no, thank you. And I like I do get this from uh you know, I do get this from time to time, like the the emails and stuff like that. And it was kind of just perfect timing this morning. I had a little bit of a not necessarily a rough night last night, but I've been doing a little thinking of my own and, and trying to figure some things out. And when uh, I got an email this morning uh with a donation uh from Josh B. Josh, I'm not gonna give out your last name just because I didn't ask beforehand, but um I, I get a really great email from from Josh uh and I get a lot of emails from people that have mentioned that they, they changed careers uh, due to things that they've heard on the show from guests like you that have come on and inspired them to follow their passion and go do what they, you know, maybe what they're not doing right now, but but go follow their passion in life. A lot of times that leads to the field of, of fitness. And, and Josh was uh, really, really generous. He He went back, it's like, Okay, I, I owe you. I owe you a little bit. I'm going to give you, a, excuse me, a dollar per episode. So he he you back donated a dollar per episode, a gigantic donation. So thank you so much, uh, Josh, because that is like that's the stuff that unless you know we don't have a perform better summit every weekend, I don't get to actually hear people say thanks every you know thanks you know a lot. Um, which well, I think too, even at perform better, I don't think people link the fact that you, the guy over there, standing at that one booth. Right, and right. Kevin Larrabee from Fitcast are the same. I really don't think so. So anytime, yeah, yeah. At, if if you guys decide to go to perform better, which is phenomenal, you hang out with me and you'll get a chance to meet the real Kevin Larrabee. So uh, it'll be pretty exciting for you to to finally meet him, folks. Yeah, I mean, it's, for the most part, it's, I'm usually wearing a Scotty Pippen jersey, so it's easy to easy to find me. I don't think I'm going to do that again in Long Beach, but this is probably going to come out. Uh, after that anyways but maybe next year maybe next year uh but i I just want to point out like when when people do literally it's it's not about donations it's it's you know getting the emails saying that i've been listening for 10 years and and stuff like that and i'm sure when this is posted there's going to be a lot of that too and i thank you in advance but i read every single one of them and i reply to every single one of them and I, i i i do my best to 
uh, re- return that uh, gratitude with a new show every single Monday. So, so thank you to everyone out there. And I'll probably do, I don't know, maybe I'll do like another 400 of these and then call it a day. Um, well, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, a thousand sounds way better than 800. Yeah, I'm going to try to talk you out of that. I think you ought to keep doing this for a long, long time. We'll see. We'll see. But um, like this, this show, I mean, it's, 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 again, it's, it's for me, it's 400 is a big deal, but it's another number and it's a chance for me to, to really get to talk to you. And we've done, we've done a bunch of these shows over the years. We've probably done, if I had a guess, we've probably done a dozen uh, or at least, at least 10 or something like that. And we've, we've talked about a lot of things. We've talked about, you know, programming. We've talked about, uh, you know, nutrition. We've talked about uh, rehab. We've talked about uh, so many things in the, in the field of fitness. But kind of what I want to do is, is maybe start by picking your brain a little bit, um, just because we, we've had some conversations over the last couple of months. And I've really just looked for a lot of insight from from people that I know uh, that have done a lot of incredible things and to get some, some feedback when, you know, I started thinking about, you know, the, the future and stuff like that. We all start thinking about that. But um, I, I wanted to ask you about, about really finding purpose because it's not just for me, but for a lot of the people that have listened to this show, the people that have sent me those emails that said they changed careers because of people that have talked on this show, um, that's a really big deal to me, and uh, I would love to just get you know some insight from you on um, you now maybe times in your life when you you thought you know I, I don't know what the next step is or or, or what is my purpose uh, and what am I going to do next? You know, I it's an odd it's an odd that you picked this day to ask that question. Um, five years ago is um, when I had my total hip replacement. And uh, today, uh, today, five years ago, I was coming out of surgery, uh, lost a lot of blood. I lost a lot of blood in that surgery. Um, And I had to uh, sort of make a few decisions as I was coming out of the blur. And uh, I had made a commitment to my niece, Jennifer, that I'd be at her wedding. And 10 days after total hip replacement, uh, when you're still not even supposed to be out of bed, I got in a car and went for a long drive and went to my niece's uh, wedding because what you say is, well, <laughs> if you say it, do it. Hmm. But when I look back at five years ago, it's almost laughable, Kev, laughable to think that that was even a tough time in my life. I'd like to drift us back to 1985, if you don't mind. And uh, I'd come back from the Middle East. And I know I've mentioned this before, but it's important. Um, and I was very—I'd gotten very ill. Had a whole bunch of things happen. And it's funny uh, when I tell people the, the the least worst thing that happened to me is I picked up a liver parasite and lost forty pounds in two weeks. And I came home and I looked around where I lived, and I and I lived in a basement of a friend's house, and I had a fold-out couch, and I had a—I drove a—I drove a. I drove a well, actually, at the time, uh, I didn't have a car because it completely fell apart while I was gone. And I slept in a fold-out couch. I had a master's degree, a bachelor's, an associate's. Heck, I was a Fulbright scholar. And I owed $600 in debt to a credit card. And I thought to myself, you know, man, you got all, you know, you've had a good past, Let's start thinking about the future. So I went mm-hmm. to the library, which is my answer to everything. It always has been. And uh, I started reading up on success. I listened to the Reverend Bob Richard tapes. And then I 
listened to, well, read Napoleon Hill and Andrew Carnegie, Carnegie you know, excuse me, Dale Carnegie. Um, and I found Earl Nightingale. And when I found Earl Nightingale, um, I finally found somebody I could fully understand because his number one thing was attitude. And I always had a good attitude about everything. But what I never was very good at was kind of looking into the future. And Earl Nightingale is the guy that has that famous line that many people walk up to the fireplace and say, give me heat. (laughs) He's the one that says, well, first crumple up some paper, get some kindling, throw some wood on it, light a match, and pretty soon you're going to have a great fire. Mm -hmm. And boy, that, that little story just hit me in the teeth, Kevin. It just hit me in the teeth. So I sat down with a piece of paper, and I started talking about who I wanted to be when I grew up. And I'd always wanted to do this and that. Okay, I always wanted to be a writer. And even in 85, I was a pretty good writer. But, you know, when you teach high school, you're around English teachers. And the people who are most often strangling writing are high school English teachers, in my experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, you you don't get good feedback from them. And so I started to realize that I love teaching and I love coaching. I loved all this stuff. But like I think I told you a couple weeks ago, when I retired from teaching, I had taught the class called Old Testament uh, 34 times, uh, not including workshops and things like that. And that's 34 times 90 lectures. So do the math. And I gave, I mean, I really worked hard and always improving the class. But you get to the point after a while, you really can't add more and add more. And I remember coming to this great decision, and this is a few years later, and it is interesting if you talk to my wife, Tiffany will tell you, she, she turned me in the first night. By then, I'd gotten a, a Volkswagen, and the bumper was held on with a weightlifting belt, and the back seat had been burned up because I threw a bunch of books on the back seat, and the, that's when the old Volkswagens, the battery was underneath the back seat, so it lit <laughs> on fire. So I was driving down the freeway with my back seat on fire with books on top. And she goes, well, what do you want in life? And Tiff will tell you that that first night we met, I basically said to her what I do each and every day of my life now, who I am today. So I think what you have to have sometimes is you kind of have to, it does help to have the dark night of the soul. It does help to, you know, wake up in a basement, fold out bed with, you know, a small animal growing around in your belly and some other physical issues too. And, but it also helps to sit back and say, you know, what do, what do I really want to be when I grow up? You know, and please don't say a billionaire because it's stupid. It's, that's just money. By the way, money, when you're good at stuff, money just comes your way. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Earl Nightingale point, the more service you give, the more money you make. You know, there's places online that make fun of me and they always say stupid things like, and it's like, I wish you guys could just sit down and see the lifestyle I have. Because, you know, you internet warriors who, you know, spout all this, I got a pretty good – you've had dinner with me at my house, haven't you? Yes, I have. And is there a lot of meat at that table? Yes, sir, there is. Did you get thirsty? I did not. No one gets thirsty at this house. So I wanted to be in a situation where I could kind of have my own schedule. I could make my own hours. I could write. I could volunteer a lot. For some reason, that was really important to me. But it was Earl Knight against Gail. Gail's point that the more service I gave, 
the, the more return I would get. Instead of the opposite, instead of walking up to the fireplace and say, give me, give me heat, I'll give you wood, it just changed my life. And it's so funny because I think everyone listening to me knows all this. But I took it I took it to heart and I decided that and that's when I started doing things like these discus throwing workshops where I drive three and four hours to a school to give a four or five hour workshop and drive all the way home and I, they'd give me a ten dollar Starbucks card, you know, or whatever it was at the time, you know, a free burger, you know. And but it didn't matter because I knew that the more I gave, ultimately the more I'd receive. That's why I think this fitcast is so important. And, I, and, and you're starting to see it already, like with the story with Josh, you told us. And what you realize one day in life, when you're coming up to a big decision, who do I want to be when I grow up? Is the big decision I always want to do. You just kind of sit down and say, well, you know, what do I want my day to be like? And then how many people do I have to serve and honor to get myself into that situation? And, and that's, that's the basic system I used. Pretty simple. Our family motto, and I've mentioned it many times here, is make a difference. And that comes right out of how can we serve you? It's uh, one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite lines of all time. Um, When Catholic bishops become ordained, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they say things. There was a bishop, a friend of mine. The only thing he said in the speech was, I am your waiter. How may I serve you? Hmm. And when I heard that line, I thought, there is somebody who truly understands stewardship and, and, and a servant attitude. You are my waiter. How may I serve you? And so what I've tried to do with my life is, and you know that, I answer every email I get. I, <laughs> the other day I gave a free workshop at a gym in Chicago because I was in town. Mm-hmm. And I just went over and worked with people because I love doing it. And I, the, more I, the more anyone gives, the more they get back. And that's the way the world truly is. So that was long, but I hope you understood it. No, but that's kind of like what I'm that that's kind of where I want to go with this with this episode because I think, you know, there there's so many of these episodes that are very much um, you know, they they they're great people, they cover, you know, a few subjects that are a focus of that show, but um, I I think what like I really want this to be and this is kind of selfish because this is kind of how you know, kind of where, where I am, where I'm always, you know, looking for, you know, the next challenge, like, hey, let's start a podcast network and we'll, we'll see how that goes or, um, or, or whatever. So I'm, I'm always kind of like, I need something that is, that's next. And sometimes figuring that out isn't the easiest thing for me because there's, like you mentioned, what's that, what's that day look like? I mean, I could give you seven different days. Like I could, I could give you seven days that all look completely different that I believe would be, the best day of my life um and then the day that i would want to live but then it's trying to necessarily figure that out or to have i don't know like the flexibility to to make all that stuff happen i don't know well do it this way i described to tiffany first the fact that my house would have fireplaces and wood and a big backyard with decks kevin what did you find out when you came to my home i saw all that you saw all of it. I, de- I described what kind of home I want. Home, not house. Home I want to live. I got a dog, just a pound puppy, about five feet from my right. I wanted dogs who were good and caring and kind to be with me. I wanted a wife who was um, didn't think I was horrific looking. 
Uh, <laughs> I was looking for one with bad vision, truthfully. Uh, yeah. So what I did first was I looked at what kind of home do I want to live in? And then I thought about what kind of schedule do I want? And it's funny because when I look back, when I look back at times in my life where I didn't like what I was doing, I always struggled getting to work on time. And now, <laughs> it's funny. I'm, I mean, I work all day long, but I never work if you follow that point. Because if you consider what I do, I don't consider this, talking to you right now, uh, work. But in a sense, it kind of sort of is work. But I really do. I didn't. I didn't go, oh, man, I got to talk to Kevin about, you know, life and weightlifting. God, my life is so bad, you know. So, yeah, I, it, it's all – it's funny because we all know this. You know, the Romans knew this. The Greeks knew this. Um, you know, uh, Pythagoras, you know, you know how – you know I think highly of Pythagoras, right? Mm-hmm. So Pythagoras, who's, by the way, his son-in-law – was Milo, who invented progressive resistance exercises. He was the guy who carried cows. You know, he told us that, that to achieve immortality, this is Pythagoras, um, have a child, plant a tree, write a book, build a house. And it's funny because those are all the kinds of things that kind of my head wrapped around in those dark, dark evenings of 1985, alone in that basement in the fold-out bed. You know? Um, but I started by, you know, I started baby stepping my way back. I, you know, my back was in terrible shape at the time. I, I really struggled walking. I didn't feel good all the time. I couldn't drink alcohol for years, but it was okay. I saw myself as, you know, we're going to do this. And and all of a sudden, you know, like, uh, it does make me laugh. Tom Plummer always calls me a 35 year overnight success. (laughs) And And I, and I appreciate that because, you know, Back in those dark nights in the in the mid '80s, um, you know, I I had a vision of where I'd be today. Not not clear, and certainly not. I mean, I, I wish I'd have known this internet thing was going to come around. But uh, yeah, so and so here, I, I hope that helps. I hope those are just some basics. No, absolutely, and I, and I think um, I mean this is something that I've talked a little bit uh, about on the show over the years, but. You know, the internet is just such a, you know, a great tool with great, uh, you know, power comes great responsibility. And um, we, we do see a lot of people like you use that, that fireplace analogy where, you know, they just want that fireplace to be ready or they just want to get one of those, uh, you know, those ready light, you know, logs or something like that. They don't necessarily, you know, not that they don't want to put, you know, go out, chop the wood, you know, get the, get the starter, uh, you know, twigs or whatever, get the p- newspaper and then put all that stuff together. They just kind of want that pre-made package because they see, you know, see all these people that are speaking at events and they're like, I want to get there, but you no, know, not necessarily seeing behind the curtain and seeing those 35 years or in a lot of the case of other people, like, you know, those 15 or 20 years where they just, they just owned a gym. And then like they wrote a couple articles and now they're speaking like that. That's kind of where they got, but uh, better when people say, how do I get up on stage like that? Right. Guy's been a personal trainer three weeks. He already has a blog and he's already coming out with his first book, you know? And it's like, dude, you gotta pay, you know, do you know, I mean, I'm very proud of Lacey, uh, Lacey and Parker. Those are two of my assistants went to the state weightlifting meet this weekend. I think I mentioned that to you Mm -hmm. and they went out on the platform and they did well. I think they both took second, okay? Yeah, I think you were getting results as we were talking to Providence. Exactly. Well, that's <laughs> right. I was, getting the, I was getting hot results while we were talking. 
And I think to myself, so Parker's been with me three years. Parker, Parker now, you know, I, I expect everybody to adopt uh, kind of a, uh, an ignored community. Uh, it, it, you know, from my case, I, I try to help. Uh, I'm right now helping uh, trainers who are deaf and then people with MS. Well, Parker has adopted um, a weightlifting for people who are recovering, recovering from different problems. Mm-hmm. And here you've got a guy who has been with me for three years. Um, he has a great college background. He did a lot. I mean, he's got a huge, but he's still going on the platform. He's still trying to learn things. He's just, and yet neither of them has a PDF or a product. They don't have their own supplement brand. By gosh, they've been, you know, three years and you haven't come out with your own brand? Well, of course not. Of course you don't, you know. And I, I think that when I, when I hear that question perform better, I, I always think, you know, like where is, I mean, where is the road for people nowadays? Where's, where's that road to mastery? You know, the, the, the willingness to, you know, to, to, to walk that tough path, you know, for years before you... Well, the problem is I think, you know, a lot of people are being sold instead of, you know, walking the path, they're being sold, uh, you know, a six-hour flight. And they're, and for better or worse, I mean, there's good people in this industry that are, that are you know, helping people with business. And there's also some people that are, you know, advertising saying like, hey, this is how you get, you know, an overnight ebook or website or, you know, how to set up a online business over in 48 hours. Like, that's the stuff that I guess that I worry about and, and the stuff that just makes me shake my head not to be too pessimistic in the industry. But um, like, that's the stuff that I kind of see as somewhat irresponsible for people to do in the industry. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you. And yeah, I, but that's probably true. I'm sure that no matter well, let's just go back to teaching really fast. Hmm. When people would come in and see me teach, they'd say, Oh, you're such a natural. And I'd look at them like natural. I mean, in the spring, I, I used to take copious notes. This is good advice for anybody. Spring is the most important time of year for a teacher. Everyone's getting ready to bail out, go to summer, you know. I used to always take notes on all the mistakes I did during the year. Like, if you assign a paper in the last week of a, of a semester, you're too stupid to be a teacher. If, uh, oh, for example, students, they always just copy homework. They never actually do it. So I stopped assigning homework, and, and I just had these quick little quizzes on the material they should have read. Mm-hmm. Okay, where I got all that great information was in spring. Well, and in the following fall, I would do my best to address every single issue. Uh, and then, then there was years where I typed up every homework assignment for the whole semester, and I handed the students a couple pages of homework assignments. So if I did get, a, a at the time, a phone call or a question from a counselor, I could tell them, to assignment number 37. It's in the packet. Well, when people said that, oh, you must have been born to do that. Born? It was trial and error. It was mistakes. It was, oh, you're too stupid to be a teacher <laughs> assigning that thing. Okay, you follow? So I think, I think in our field, what's happening is that we have such massive turnover in personal trainers. We have such a massive turnover in clients that we don't have that fall, winter, spring, summer break, mm-hmm. fall, winter, spring. There's very little self, 
self-assessment in our industry about how we're doing. Uh, a good a good way to do self-assessment in any industry is how much money do you make. Uh, I'm a I'm a writer living in 2016. The only way I can truly assess how I'm doing is by my royalty checks. You know, I hate to be so. I don't want to sound money grubbing, but in 2016, that's the only assessment you can make as an author. Right. Right. Because uh, that's the reality of the way things are. You can't trust the, the Amazon uh, reviews and, you, and God, and people have agendas, you know, and people, you know, um, you know, people write terrible things about you just because they do. <laughs> one of my, one of my really negative reviews of one of my books comes from a guy who thought he was doing somebody else a favor by writing a negative review. And he just comes off as an idiot, you know, but I know the story because the guy told me, um, so where do we self-assess as trainers? Where do we self-assess as coaches? That's the great thing about being in a college or high school setting as a, as a, as a strength coach or technical coach is you have a chance to say this worked and this didn't. But if you're running through 300 clients a year, where do you where do you assess to see how you're if you're improving or not? You know, now I'm babbling. I apologize. No, and I think like this is. I mean, this is stuff that I've been thinking about too. Just because you know, when when we do have these summer you know meetups and stuff, I, I do get and I and I always love helping out people. How do I start a podcast? I love helping out people because I think all that's going to lead to is me getting a chance to hear people that I love get interviewed more and maybe ask questions that I would not ask. So um, I, I always love doing that. And then, then the question always is, how do you monetize it? And I say, I, well, you don't. Like I, I, I did it for eight years and I lost money on it every single year for the first eight years. And then I started asking for donations. And then in the last dozen episodes, I've had sponsors. And in the past, like there was... We had a supplement sponsor. They sent me a couple of tubs of free protein every few months. And uh, a Greens Plus sent me a couple of boxes of Greens Plus protein bars. And then Alan Cosgrove said it tastes like shit. And then I stopped getting the Greens Plus sponsors. <laughs> and I'm going to hold that on him. I mean, I'm going to talk to I, I, I'm gonna talk to him in a couple of days. And I'm just going to remind him my very first sponsor was Greens Plus, And they walked away as soon as he said, it's a great product. Tastes like absolute shit. Um, so Alan, thank you so much for, for helping a 19 year old kid get his, lose his first sponsorship. Um, well, let's talk about this, Kevin, cause see, I believe the exact same thing. Mine is a little different I, or I could be, I gotta be careful. So I have always felt that I owe such a big debt to, especially Ralph Mon and Dick Nottmeyer, hmm. um, that my karmic load is, is too large to ever repay. That's why my website information has always been so so much and so free. People said I should try to charge for that little newsletter called GetUp. Right. Well, right. No, GetUp. So I broke my wrist in a weightlifting meet a long time ago, and I could barely type. And I was told by my doctor I'd never lift weights again. Never. And he was wrong. But so I decided with GetUp to – it kind of paved the way for anybody who really wanted to find out kind of the truth about things, mm -hmm. especially with uh, track and field, football, Highland games, things like that. Well, this thing exploded in popularity far beyond what I ever thought it would be. And people said, well, you know, you should get sponsors and charge money for it. 
And I think I did one time, and I think I made a total of 75 bucks, and I don't think it was worth the 75 bucks I made. And But anytime I've tried to go, go money first, it fails miserably. Now, yep, be yep. sure, list, dear listener, be sure you understand my point. I judged myself as an author in 2006 by the money coming into me because there's no other honest way. Well, and the nice things people tell me, that's always nice. But the way I built my career was by giving so much away. And one day the, 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 the waters reversed and I, got, and I got more than I ever thought in return. And I think, Kevin, this, that's why I think this FitCast is so important. Well, yeah, and I, I got like, again, it wasn't, if I started this for money, it wouldn't have lasted very long. And the cool thing is that I selfishly started it. And I, I know I, it's probably not good to say I selfishly started, but I started so I could talk to people like you and talk to like those early people like, you know, hey, I got to talk to John Barty on the phone for an hour, I got to talk to Eric Cressy and, and Mike Boyle, and you know, all these people that in these conversations led to other things. So I was in a way, I guess you could think of, you know, I was, you know, giving by sharing the information and that allowed me to not make money initially. But, you know, a couple of years down the road, when I asked Eric Cressy for an internship, internship, I didn't even submit an application. He just said, yeah, show up next week. Um, when I eventually, you know, I spent a year working in a commercial gym and I asked people for some advice on where to go next. Mike Boyle was down the street. He told me to come over and chat for 15 minutes. He offered me a job that day. Like those, those are the things that I got in return outside, like career wise, you know, along with just, again, it's just been incredible to go to a, a summit or a seminar or whatever and get to already have known all you guys and built all these re- relationships that I get to catch up and it just, it's, it's meeting new friends. It's this community that, um, has grown out of you know a podcast that I started with a computer I borrowed from my brother, you know, 50 bucks that my dad let me borrow to host a website and a USB microphone that I just literally put like dollar bills together that were in my dorm room at the at the Walmart to buy a microphone to start recording this stuff. Like that's how it all started. That's delightful. That is great. Well, I mean that that this is the 400th episode and people need to know that story. Uh but and you also touch on something that's very important to me. It's been important. I think the biggest mistake you can make is <laughs> years ago when they, they they would do certain things at the Olympic Training Center, and they're going to have you live there and train. And I used to say, well, you know, that's probably going to fail. People go, why? And I go, well, because once you have a nice nice room, you have excellent rehab facilities, you have meals catered to you. Uh, and every single thing is spelled out what you need to do, and you have perfect training, you don't have a perfect outcome. In fact, it doesn't work well. I like training in crappy places where the bars don't spin, where you know you, you don't have enough equipment, and you get that hunger. So you had the hunger. You had, you had the, the second, uh, we'll just say this, and I don't mean to be rude, but you had second-rate equipment, yeah. but you made phone calls. In my gym, you come, you've seen my gym, you know, but why do people from all over the world come to spend days with me at that dang thing? Because it's not about the equipment. It's not about the way the place smells. It's the results that we try to focus on. And everybody waits for perfect. And I, you know, I'm not a fan of perfect. 
I've never been a fan of perfect. I always think perfect gets in the way of pretty good. And pretty good is pretty good. And so I think it's nice to hear your story here. Um, I'm not going to do a, a diet until I find a perfect one. Well, by God's sakes, man, really? There aren't perfect diet. I don't know if they make it. I know what one. There is one. It's when you eat Purina monkey chow. There's a perfect diet. Call, call me later. See how you do. You'll be fine. Uh, uh, okay. So, in other words, I was responding to your point, and I'm proud of you. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second to talk to you about Pedestal Footwear and their new 2.0 lineup of socks. These things are even better than the previous version. They've made sure that they've listened to your feedback and they've made some great changes like a better silver lining and treatment that will never wash out or fade, keeping the product bacteria and odor free for life. They've also have smaller and more concentrated grips on the bottom to make sure that the socks work better for lateral movements and have better durability on multiple surfaces. They have made these socks just incredibly well, and they made them even better, and now they're available in even more colors. I love the new look of the socks, and I think you will too. You should go check them out at pedestalfootwear.com because now is the best time to go order some socks. Make sure that you order two pairs. They're going to ship free if you order two pairs, and you're going to get like these incredible socks that will make you question why you are training in shoes. You're going to feel so much, like, trust me, like, I trained in them this morning. I always bring them when I travel. Like, I won't train in shoes anymore. I'm always going to train in these socks. You know, even outdoors, like on turf, you're going to be good to go. They were trying them out on a treadmill, good to go. They are putting these things through the ringer to try to make sure that they're the best possible socks that they can be. Those guys are just doing an incredible job. I hope you check them out. Pedestalfootwear.com. Go and order a couple pairs. Maybe even order a couple pairs of the 1.0s. Make sure you try them out because I know once you do, you're never going to want to go back to shoes again. I mean, maybe this is kind of like a good place to to transition because um, you know a lot of a lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about is just like like big idea, not big idea. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but. Um, you know, one of the things that I was talking to you about uh, a little bit in Providence is like, you you know, knowing when to when to make a change for these people that you know potentially are listening to the show, the people that aren't in the industry, the people that are you know working in an office, like they're surrounded by three walls, you know, with the open back in a cubicle, or um, you know, if they're lucky, they're staring out into a parking lot full of you know Toyota Camrys and Honda Civics, um, and of course the boss that has the Hummer, but. Um, what what advice I guess would you have for for people when they they don't really know you know what when's the time to make make a change how do how do you know when the the time is right to to look for that next challenge and kind of leave your your safe environment? Well, for me, it, it's pretty simple. I've always felt that when I become part of the problem and part the, instead of part of the solution, it's time for me to go. Uh, I've had, I've left cush jobs. I mean, I had, a, I had a job that I could have mailed it in the rest of my life. I, mean, I don't want to get too full of myself, but I was beloved. Okay, I was beloved, Kevin. And uh, I mean, everyone got my jokes. Everyone liked. Everyone wanted to be with me. But all of a sudden, I realized that when it came to things. I was the one who was going, really, we've done that before. All that stuff never works. What? I was part of the problem instead of part of the solution. 
couple of years ago, I was in this situation that cost me a lot of friends to, to change. And well, it cost me any friends really. But, and I realized I was sitting here and every time I'd get an email or any time I'd get something, I'd always be like, ugh. And then I would say, you know, we need to do it like this. No, we can't. Ugh. Ugh. And I realized I was part of the problem, not part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Man, that surprised me fast. It surprised me to, to look at myself and realize that I'd become that. I used to work with a guy. At one time, one of the finest teachers probably to walk the planet. And over the years, he just became that crusty old, you know, if you've ever been on a faculty, you know the one. He's the one who sleeps, comes comes in late to meetings, comes in late to meetings, sleeps, you know, uh, constantly complaining. Um, and I realized I didn't want to be remembered as that guy. I, I don't mention his name, but I, I didn't want to be blank. I don't want to. I didn't want to be considered blank years from now. You know. So that's, for me, how I do it. And, you know, but, Kevin, it takes, it, this is a big kid kind of thing. Look at yourself in the mirror, you know. Look at the way you are at gatherings, meetings, the way you write inter, inter, uh, uh, emails and letters back, uh, how sarcastic and cynical you're around. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you sticking around to help clean up? Are you putting away plates? You know, you know it takes... It takes a touch of honesty to say, you know what? I'm the problem. You know, I can, I can make, I always joke that many people make parties better by arriving, but a lot of people make parties better by leaving. And when you're the one who needs to leave to make the party more fun, it's a, it's a, it's a slap in the face. It's a, it's a little surprise. I, okay, the next thing that, that I kind of want to want to ask you about is is maybe a little bit more towards. I mean, it's been ten years uh, since since that first one that we did. A little bit more than that, um, and and I'm kind of always curious because now that I mean, you're you're teaching so much, you're getting to meet so many fitness professionals in the in the industry at workshops that you're doing. Um, you know, sometimes if you can find a like a broom and you just happen to be in a hotel lobby or something like that, and you do a do a little, little clinic in there. Um, but I'm kind of curious. Um, you, you see a lot of young fitness professionals. If you had a, like a chance to kind of talk to them and help them get prepped for the next 10, 15, or 20 years of of their career in strength and conditioning or personal training or whatever, um, maybe you hit on this a little bit earlier before, but you know what – what would you say to them to, to make sure that they, they get on the right track and then that they stay on that track? Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's four words. It could be five. It's not about you. That's the hardest thing. There's a guy here in Salt Lake. He claims to have played for the uh, New Orleans Saints. He was drafted, cut. He claims to have play, played for the Indianapolis Colts. There's no record of that. And he's making life miserable for a, a person I like a lot. And when you're around this guy, it's all about him and his bogus record and his abs and his cars. It's all about him. Him, him, him. When you look at the best coaches you know, the best fitness trainers you know, um, I mean, 
could you imagine if Perform Better came out with a calendar of the bodies of the best Perform Better coaches? <laughs> How much money would you spend to see Mike Boyle in the thong in, uh, standing next to a diving board? I mean, I love Mike. You know. I don't know. Actually, I would probably pay quite a bit to have that. <laughs> I would probably spend like that. I mean, do you really want a picture of me and my little Speedo with my smile and my Santa Claus hat, mm. Mr. Christmas? No. It's not about me. It's about my athletes. It's not about me. It's about my clients. That is the hardest lesson to learn. That is the hardest lesson to learn. Uh, I don't care. If the person, okay, I got, let me tell you what, I'm going to tell you about a young lady I know named Anne, Anne Reese, uh, R-E-U-S-S. She might be one of the best trainers. Here's the nice thing. I can talk about her all day long. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because I know she will never listen to this blo- uh, podcast. You know why, Kevin? She's deaf. She might be the best trainer I've ever seen in my life. You know why? She has no distractions. Mm-hmm. When she's coaching you, she is focused on you. There is no music in the background. There is no Pokemon Go going on. She is focused on you. You can learn so much from watching a person who's hearing impaired coach. I can't get over how much I learn working and watching her. I am stunned how much better of a coach she is than me. Stunned. Total and absolute focus. And it's not about you. It's not about you. It's the hardest lesson to learn. It's about your client. I don't want to see you looking. I don't want to see you looking in the mirror, flexing your pecs while you're coaching me on the incline bench. I don't want to see you doing a gunshot or checking out your abs or with you females, you know, popping it out the front or you know wearing that little that little well that barely thing covering your rear end. It's not about you. It's about your clients. It's not about you. It's not about you. It, it, is it possible to, like, I don't want to say save those those coaches where at this point it is about them, or, or maybe that's why they got into the industry. They just like, no, this is a very generic setup, so I'm not speaking about everyone that may have got into it for this. But, you know, the people that, you know, just really like to lift and they like the way that they looked when they lift and they thought, hey, this is going to be a really fun job to be in a gym all day where I'm going to be surrounded by this stuff. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, those people are, you know, what we're really talking about, but I guess my question is, 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 is this something people need to almost be born with, or is this something that people can, can learn and they can grow and become the people that aren't going to put themselves first every single time? They're the ones that are going to, uh, you know, be, be the givers. You ask, I think the most difficult question to answer for me. Oh, so you can't just give me three bucks? Three bucks and not a... <laughs> I'm okay, waiting for... Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I, I, what I'm about to tell you, I, I take very seriously. Very seriously. So when I was little, I, had a, I, I hurt my tongue pretty badly. I cut it up badly. So it swole and grew enormously. I have a very large tongue. And I also had a little bit of a speech impediment. In fact, if I think about it, it, it'll pop back up, but I can fight it back. You know, I'm old enough now, you know, confident enough. Confidence is huge. When I was in the ninth grade, I got confirmed. And one of the things we believe about confirmation is that you're given a gift. 
And I seriously think I was given the gift of teaching. I, I seriously think that. Uh, I've been asked within a five-minute period to speak for 45 minutes on teen suicide and teen suicide prevention. I got up there and gave a 45-minute talk, and it was fabulous because I think I have the gift. Having said that, there are all kinds of gifts in this world. The gift of height, the gift of fast-twitch muscle fiber, <laughs> the gift of all kinds of things, you know, beauty. What you do with the gift is the most important thing. So maybe you got, maybe with the stars aligned that one day you found yourself in a weight room and all of a sudden it's like boxers and they go into a, a gym. It's the smells, it's the, the, the way things are and they fall in love with it. Like if, if that, that's the way I feel when I go to a football practice, that I love the noise and activity of football practice. There's always something more to be done. And I love it. I love the challenge of coaching American football. My point is this. It's, you got to, it's what you do after you have the gift. It's how, you know, I'm going to give you some beans. And if you put them in the ground and you uh, add water and fertilizer, a couple of months from now, you're going to have um, um, food. Okay? And you can eat that food. Seeds, I guess. Seeds, and you have food. But what a lot of people forget is that, you know, we're, we're, just, we're just, when you first start, you're kind of a seed. We still got to put a lot of poop on you. We still got to put a lot of water on you. And we got to grow you out a lot. And that's the hardest, the hardest thing is the growth. You know, that's why I'm so proud of Lacey and Parker for going to an Olympic lifting meet. For the rest of their career, they can say, I took second place at the state weightlifting meet. I've got a trophy. That's what I did. Versus a guy who's sitting next to him. Well, I went to a two-hour clinic on the Olympic lifts. You know, that's not the same thing. You have to grow yourself. And it's a hard industry because... Like for myself, I think I'm pretty skilled at teaching people how to train on machines. I can also teach you the Olympic lifts, power lifts, kettlebells. I feel very good about circuit training and complexes. I know a little nutrition. I know some recovery stuff. Uh, I'm FMS certified. I'm all these things. And yet, you've been to workshops. You'll see me in the front row, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to keep watering this thing. You've got to keep adding fertilizer. You know, I look up in my talk and perform better, and whose ugly mug do I see? But Mike Boyle's sitting there listening to me. That's that's what you're looking for, folks. That you know, I hate to be I hate to sound like a high school valedictorian, but graduation means it's a step. So you've got to keep thinking that way about your whole career, especially in fitness, health, longevity, and performance. It's a step, and trust me. I'm going to coach next next spring. Something's going to come up with one of my discus throwers. I've been coaching tracks since 1979. I've been throwing since 1970. Something's going to come up that I've never experienced as a coach or athlete before. And I'm going to have to come up with a new and exciting answer so that the next generation of throwers I have will be prepared for that new exciting thing. I find it fascinating. So, you know, do you know the, the circle of uncertainty? 
What no. you know and what you don't know. Uh, do, you, do you know it? I know. Okay, so, so make, a, make a circle with your fingers. Okay. Make a circle with fingers. Everything inside the circle is what you know. And everything that's the circle itself, okay, everything inside the circle is what you know. Everything outside the circle is what you don't know. As you learn more and more and more and more, not only does the circle of what you know grows, but so does the circle of those things that you know you don't know. Mm-hmm. So when I first started coaching, man, the answer to every question was the Olympic list. And then I learned this. And then the answer became this in the Olympic list. And then I learned that. And it became this and that in the Olympic list. Now... I don't know how much I teach the Olympic lifts anymore because I have all these other tools and I can't wait for next week because I'll have a new one. So as you learn more and more and more, you also realize how much you know, how little you actually know. And that's the great journey of life. Um, I remember when my daughter was about a year and I was thinking that she was going to have to learn all the days of the week. And all the months, and I thought, how are we going to teach all of that to her? And it's fun now because with my grandkids, I'm absolutely confident that they'll know Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, in September, October, November, and Virgo and Sagittarius and Scorpio, and a million other things. Because when my daughter was born, I didn't know, I didn't know what I didn't know <laughs> about how we work in community. And how we work in gathering knowledge. So every day, man, and when I get great grandkids, I look at their little eyes and think, oh man, you are so lucky to be on this voyage, this journey. Sorry, I always go too far. No, I don't think you do, um, because I, I think this is all this is this is all really this is really important stuff, and and I hope you know again this is. This is my goal is that people aren't going to just listen to this once, but you're going to get to, you know, listen to this once or twice and and think about this stuff because I think um I don't know, like I don't want to put it like I don't think that we get scared into getting too comfortable with where we're at these days uh because people are always worried about, you know, what how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to pay, you know, my mortgage, you know, am I going to get, you know, money for my my kids for college, you know, am I going to have kids, like all this stuff and um people are, you know, getting really comfortable at being comfortable. But at the same time, I see a lot of people that like I have friends that are literally just traveling around the world right now with no, they they don't have a place to live. They just literally have a backpack and they're just going. I see them show up in a new country every couple of days, or I see them climbing a new mountain. And I think, wow, I don't, I don't think I could ever, I don't think I could ever do that. I I need to know what's next. I don't. I need to know where I'm going to sleep tonight because that would stress me the hell out. But um, I don't know where I'm really going with that. But uh, I, I I guess uh, you know what I'm trying to say is I, I just hope that you know people are are always thinking about you know like you said you know what what does that perfect day look like? Where where am I living? Where am I at? Where am I working? Who am I working with? What you know, what, what am I doing at night? You know, who's the person, who are the person or the people that I'm with today? Um, and, and those are the things that I think sometimes that, that we forget to think about and we just get really comfortable with where we're at. And, uh, can I flip that, what you said just a little bit, if you don't mind? Absolutely. So 
when I in eighty five, eighty six, and eighty seven, when I look for when I made up these plans, you know, I sit back today, and I look backwards because this conversation makes me do it, and it rings true what uh, Schopenhauer said, Arthur Schopenhauer. You know, he said to paraphrase is that as you go through life, you know, you feel like you kind of bounce into things. Your life is a series of collisions and coincidences. But then one day you look back and you realize that all those collisions and coincidences were an absolute straight line. Hmm. And I think part of the problem young people in the fitness, young, new people in the fitness <laughs> industry have is that they see it. They want to make a straight line from I'm a personal trainer. I'm going to write his best-selling book. I'm going to be on Dr. Oz and mm-hmm. lose any integrity I absolutely <laughs> have in my life. And then I'll go on Oprah and Dr. Phil. And the truth is, if you get yourself on those shows or you get, you'll look back and you'll realize that it's very random how you become successful. Like you, you start this podcast and you start to bump into people. You know, I look back on the way I met my wife, Tiffany, um, and it was completely random. It was completely not planned. It was com- and the best things in life. My dog, I'm looking over here. Um, he was. It was completely random how I saw him at the at the uh, at the uh, doggy Asher, You know, the doggy uh, <laughs> death camp. You know, mm-hmm. um, everything worthwhile in life sometimes is sort of kind of planned. But really, the randomness and coincidences, that's the wonderful stuff. That's why I tell people constantly, the greatest thing you can do in life is show up. Because you never know what's going to happen. If you ever have a chance, if I say, hey, we're going to go out and get drinks. If you say, no, I've got to work out tomorrow morning. And I'm, you know, I've got to do you know, Aerodyne or Fran or whatever. Hmm. You're too stupid to go out with me. Because I don't know what's going to happen that night. But you might bump into somebody who says, oh, yeah, I run that facility. Well, here, here's, come by tomorrow. You're hired. Because isn't that how it happens, Kevin? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot better qualified people on the planet Earth than I am for the jobs, that are, for the career I have. But I bumped into the right people at the right time because, you know, I was out there swinging the bat. If it's okay with you, I think that's really the best place to, to, to end this. Oh, sure. Um, and uh, what what I want to do is, again, I got selfishly for me, I'm, I'm probably going to turn this off and then listen to it again. Um, because I, I think there's, you know, there's a couple of things I want to say. Um, you know, one note to you, I, I really appreciate you you coming on and, and being uh the, the guest for, for this episode, because it, it is, it's really important to me because you've been such a, a mentor and an influence on me in, in my career. And, uh, and again, like it's the last 10 years, but, um, you know, more importantly, like a, a friend, someone that is, that has always said, whenever I, you know, dropped you an email being like, yeah, there's, there's this stuff going on. All right, call me. All right, yeah. call, get on the, like, I'm, I'm free right now. Call me right now. And, uh, that's something that 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 I don't forget, and I'm trying my best to to you know not necessarily pay that forward, but be the same in in my life and uh, try to kind of live up to the what you've given me and and, and give it back. 
uh, in return. And I still get a lot of, a lot of ways to grow with that. Um, but that's something that is, you know, very important for, for me to, to say to you, um, because it, it means a lot to me. Well, thank you. And, um, I still remember that goofy little kid at test fest running around <laughs> with that camera. And I tell you what, I'll talk about a life changing experience for both of us, huh? Yeah, thank thanks, mom, for letting me. I, you know, I that was a good long conversation with my mom to allow me to take the the uh, mini DV camcorder. Remember when they used to have tapes, mini DV camcorder, and uh, and bring that all the way with me to Los Angeles. And uh, you know, I just wish we got the higher capacity battery so people could have seen the rest of that, seen the rest of that uh, that little in service, that little clinic that you put on that night but that's uh i mean if you want to go check that out and i'll make sure to link to it in the show notes like you still you go on youtube right now look up dan john squat video and you can go back in time to 2006 and and you can watch that like that stuff that i still use today uh last week at the gym with my kids um you know teaching them proper proper squat depth and, and squat mechanics you know Mr. Universe, Buddha Belly. They don't know Mr. Universe as well anymore, um, <laughs> but they still they still understand Buddha Belly. So I, there must be Buddhas being, you know, sold at the local gas station or something like that. But uh, yeah, like that is that is still something that I, I pull up every couple months, or it just it just happens to people post it on Facebook all the time. They post it on Twitter, and it's still it's like, wow, yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> And it uh, shot me up the charts, and it's funny because, uh, it, you, it, again, folks, if Kevin, Kevin took the bus, brought the camera, showed up. <laughs> I said, hey, people, I'll do this. If you guys want to learn an Olympic lifts, I'll see you at 7 o'clock. And I had, a, what, a broomstick and a chair? Mm-hmm. A broomstick and a chair. But they all showed up, and isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Well, luckily you have uh, you have Larry Draper now to, to shoot this stuff and make it make it look uh, a little bit better. And any time that we do talk, I also do like to tell people uh, about On Target Publishing, just because um, you know, like you were mentioning uh, out in Providence. I mean, you wrote you know th- three books in the last year. Wow, um, three books in the last year, and of course, just constantly uh, delivering just incredible uh, continuing education, education material for people uh, out there. And the the latest is uh, now what, uh, which is available on DVD and digital video. Um, again, I would recommend you can go to uh, otpbooks.com and you can. Check it out right there, and you can watch it immediately. You can get it on demand, uh, as well as all of your other fantastic uh, books. I don't own many books these days, but I still have all all your books, um, which is thank you, thank you. No, and I, that and I that, think now what? So I think can you go was my best book, but I yeah. think now what and can you go? Those might be the two that. Uh, yeah, it's like you know I, I like you know I like writing, I like my books, but. Sometimes I'll finish a book and I'll be like, yeah, I wish I'd have known this 40 years ago if someone told me this, you know. So those are the, these are the books I'm going to kind of – that's my goal for the next couple of years. Compilations, obviously, because people like those, but also books where I try to explain problems that come up. Mm. And I'm trying to help people. I'm trying to help – I'm trying to show people how I deal with the most common problems that kind of just show up. 
And it's, and it's uh, I mean, it's just an incredible library. If, if people haven't gone and, and checked out uh, what you have to offer, and I also do want to mention, um, you know, great friend uh, Josh Ellis, also uh, the the book that you two worked on together, Fat Loss Happens on Monday, um, an absolute must own if you if you yourself uh, you know need help with with nutrition or, or changing your habits, um, but also as a coach that, that works with other people that are looking to change their habits, just invaluable information in there. And I always joke, like the, the world that we live in today where we can get just, like I can get 30 years of your knowledge for $25. That's ridiculous. Um, so, so thank you for, <laughs> thank you for, for putting all that stuff together. And you can always, if you need to, you can go to amazon.com, but, um, Laurie just does such an amazing job with all this stuff that it would mean a lot. Uh, if you do want to pick these up, plus you get extra you get bonuses. So, you get so much more. Yeah. You do. You get so much more. You get bonuses, uh, when you order the books and the DVDs through on target, uh, publications website. So go to OTP books.com and, and, and order the stuff through there and you can still get your Kindle version. You get a digital version and all that stuff uh, of the books. But, um, you know, I just would love to have you guys go over there because, uh, Larie continues to go nonstop. So much great content, not just from Dan, John, but so many other great people in the industry. And it's just become the best resource for, for books and DVDs. Even that Mike Boyle guy has a book on there. Um, does he's a, I don't know how he slipped through, but he he somehow got a a book on there. Also, Gray Cook. I don't know who he is, but um, he's also put together some pretty good stuff. But yeah, really, uh, you should jump on there. And uh, you know, more than anything, like obviously you mentioned, uh, can you go? But uh, Mass Made Simple is a book that I see tons of people with, uh, which is really great to see uh, as well. So just so many great books and you can just buy it all I think I made with that book Kevin was I told the truth I should <laughs> be better at lying <laughs> yeah if you want to get big it's gonna be a lot of hard work yeah. a lot of food a lot of long lousy days so yeah mm-hmm. yeah I wish I wish wish it's simple not easy I'll tell you that yeah. Well, do, 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 you know, do yourself a favor. Go to uh, otpbooks.com and just uh, you know, start somewhere. Start somewhere, pick up a book, and, and get better today as a, as a coach or as a person. And um, also don't forget there's a bunch of audio stuff on there as well if you want to get some, some audio lectures for uh, maybe when you're done listening to this uh, from you know, people like Dan John, Sue Falzone, uh, Charlie Weingroff, Brett Jones, Greg Cook. Again, just the best. Uh, great, great people. But um, I think that is... That's where we're going to wrap things uh, things up for, for number 400 with me saying, um, you know, of course, before we wrap up, uh, Dan and myself, uh, thank you to everyone out there that has uh, supported me in this show uh, in any capacity over these last 10 plus years. It, it is not a, a show that I was able to do every single week. I have been in the last couple, couple you know, year or so, last two years, but um, this show has been the one most consistent thing in my life uh, over these last 10 years. And I really appreciate everyone downloading it on a weekly basis and being a part of that, letting me know when it has made a difference in, in your life or if it's something that you do 
enjoy. And uh, also for the people that have made uh, financial contributions, that's not an easy thing to do to make a, you know, a donation via PayPal or becoming a Patreon and, and helping out someone where you could get this information for free and it always will be free, but you're, you're saying you, you believe in this stuff so much that now I'm also going to go through the hurdle or over the hurdle of having to set up, you know, and, and make a payment through PayPal or Patreon. So, uh, you guys, mean the world. And every time I get an email saying so-and-so become a patron at $1 per episode, or there's a, a PayPal donation, uh, those really make my day, uh, because it, it, it shows that, you know, this stuff really means a lot to people. So thank you to, to everyone out there. But, um, sir, Dan, John, thank you so much for, for yes. hanging out with me this afternoon. Absolutely. My friend. And I look forward to 500. Okay. But I expect to be on many times in between. Okay. You, I, I guarantee it, and uh, I mean, we will be we will be con- coming back next week with with another excuse me another episode. Hopefully, I can finish this show without breaking down. But uh, we're going to be coming back next week with another show. And uh, again, I, I, I do want to mention um, Dan John. Is, is there anything coming up that people should keep an eye out for? Keeping in mind that this will come out in a in a couple of weeks. Any workshops that that aren't already sold out that people could maybe keep an eye out for? Well, I do my best to let people know, but yeah, I mean, you know, I've got the kettlebell stuff. I've got, uh, I just got a lot of stuff. I'm sorry, Kevin. I'm not, you know, I'm not good at selling. You know that. Well, I can sell uh, for you. You can go to danjohn.net and you can, yeah, you know, make sure. Yeah. 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 But uh, I'll do my best. Hey, listen, Kevin, it's an honor. Congratulations on 400. And uh, I'm proud to have you as a friend. Oh, thank you. And you know that uh, that means so much to me. And again, uh, it's been uh, a huge honor to have you on for 400. And it's always great to to catch up and, and, and chat and to get some of your, your knowledge and wisdom. So uh, thank you. And thank you again to everyone out there that is tuned in to this episode. We will see you next week with 401. Take care.